ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Thank you, guys. It means a lot to me when you guys tune in and, and listen to the show. It's just amazing how this podcast is growing. I'm on my third year now. This is episode 115, 115th. How would you say in Spanish? Ciento quince? Cien quince? Yeah. We're heading up there, man. The numbers are going up. 115 episode. That's amazing. When you do something like this and you just put that hard work in and that hard dedication, man, it's just amazing to see what you get out of it. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about grinding and showing people that we could do anything in this world as long as you work hard and put your mind to it and stay focused. And this podcast is about inspiration. It's about people overcoming obstacles in their life. And yesterday's podcast with my friend Sam Mariano. Uh, it was amazing to have him on the show. So shout out to my boy, Sam Mariano. It was amazing to have you on the show. So this is a back-to-back podcast this weekend, and I'm happy to do this. I love podcasting. I love being here. I got two guests with me today. Before I get to them, go over a couple things. Today's date is March 13th. The year is 2022. The location, I'm at my beautiful residence in beautiful Fullerton, California. If you guys want to be on the podcast, you want to be a sponsor, advertiser, those things are open. You guys can hit me up at the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. That's the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. A couple shout-outs. Shout-out to Wimpy's Pawn Shop. Shout-out to them. If you guys are looking to buy, sell, or trade anything, even your soul, you can hit them up at 750 West <laughs> Foothill Boulevard in Azusa, California. Also, shout-out to my childhood homie, Freddie Morales, known him since kindergarten. If you guys are looking to refinance your home, buy a home, uh, just get a loan, whatever, he's a loan officer and he's a new business owner. He, he went on his own. He's doing his own thing. I'm so proud of him. He's been on the show multiple times. If you guys are looking to do any of those things in the housing market, you can get a hold of him at freddy at grosscapital.com. That's freddy at grosscapital.com. Okay, now that we got through that, my guest today, returning guest, but together for the first time on this podcast i have a, a good co-worker of mine a good friend of mine i've known him for many years mr wayne addison he's a current member of teamster 952 he's been with he's been a upser for 31 years i also have my good friend childhood friend terry diggs he's a current member of 396 teamsters he's been a upser for 23 some years have them both together we're going to talk about union stuff today 
So all you union members out there, pay attention, man, because these guys know their stuff. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is an open format. Whatever you guys want to discuss, I'm all ears. And once again, thank you for coming to the show. What is going on? Good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Oh, nothing's going on. We're just trying to get out there and, uh, you know, have a good day today. Have some fun. You know, hang with some, some boys I've known for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, this is uh, – last time I was on, I had a, I had a blast. I think I told you that, uh, you know, getting some of the word out and getting some of the uh, members, like, a little more focused again. Let's get focused. We've got some stuff coming up. we got yeah. some stuff coming up. I've never had the opportunity to have, like, a, a full-on – union conversation on this podcast you know yeah. it's always about you know joking around we just touch base with certain things about the union and it's never really fully union based yeah you know what i mean happy we get to talk about it because every single day this is what i do yeah i wake up in the morning i'm focused on how i can make make headway for all the employees right it's not necessarily about beating up one side or the other it's about everybody having a good day at work yeah being able to come into work and 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 relax and know that you've got uh you know gentlemen that are that are willing to put themselves out there for you they're willing to go out and you know (laughs) they're willing to you know they're willing to walk in behind you and say hey stop messing with this guy okay and then be able to take them aside and say look stay informed understand what the rules are i get that part i get it and you know sometimes you what's that uh, famous line from uh is it goodfellas where he says every once in a while you got to take a beating you know we take a we take a beating a lot well (laughs) i I know i do being a a steward and um and i know the business agents do too you take a beating not only from management trying to undermine the contract and, and bend everything to their uh to the way they want it sure you take a beating from the members who don't understand when you tell them they're wrong exactly you know you take a beating where you know i've got members who tell me well i don't like that steward or i don't like that business agent i say you don't have to like them yes you just gotta understand that they're doing what's best for you as long as that's the fact yes i was just talking to my business agent mark king the other day and i said you know everybody picks and chooses who they want and 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 i understand he wants to be trusted, liked, and everything by the membership, but he shoots straight. And I told him, I said, there's certain things, attributes that I've taken from any business agent, other stewards I dealt with. My my partner, Efren Esparza, that guy is a brain in regards to techno, technical side of the contract. Yeah, He can look at your, your paycheck, and he knows everybody's wages, and he has an accounting degree, so he'll rat off, rattle off where you're short. Mm-hmm right there on the spot and he he kind of beats a dead horse i'm so glad he's on this side of the fence absolutely i have friends in the college (laughs) that graduated in accounting uh i was my friend dominic cardinez uh he was my best man at my wedding we went to cal state we met at fjc we went to cal state fullerton together and he was an accountant uh well he graduated an accountant and that's hard yeah that's that's, he's really smart he uses it but i got like i got other attributes from from Big Vic, you know, Suge Knight, we call him. He's mm-hmm. a great guy. Essentially, he's a bully, but he's intelligent. Yeah. He bullies management. His style is very aggressive. You got Mark King. I think you met him at the convention. He's more like you, Wayne. He, he assesses <laughs> the situation, thinks about it, use contractual language to plan an attack, attack approach, you know? Sure. 
and you've got you've got other guys who are just slick talkers, you know, who really know how to weasel their way into or out of something. And I, I, I take everything I can, the best attributes from them, and continue to move forward. Sometimes it's just trying to navigate a ship through a storm. Yeah. You're just trying to get you're trying to get out of I don't know, you just you, sometimes a bad situation comes your way and and when you have that bad situation, you just need to you got you got to set back from it. If you jump into it too quickly, it it could just go bad. It could go south really fast. Absolutely. But uh using some of that using some of that things that even with you, it's like I I've, I've had some really good business agents over the years. And those business agents were uh they kind of helped coach me through the way that uh, I, I like the way some of them did things. I had some good uh, stewards before me. Same same style. They uh, some of them wouldn't even say a word. They would just go in the office with people. They wouldn't say one one single word, and then they'd walk back out and they'd just say, "Just go back to your work. Don't worry about it. You're not gonna. There's not gonna be any problems. I'm gonna go back in there and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure it's it's all taken care of." How, how does I know some people feel different about that when it when it comes to that? Like I I've seen you do that over the years. And it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like I've gone in there with you, and and things would be said, and we go over it. And he says, "Don't worry." And then you, I would leave, and you would you would talk with them. And I didn't think any, anything of it. It's just okay, you know. They're gonna have a private conversation. Obviously, I'm I want to know everything that's going on, especially if it's with me. But some people have said, "Oh, you know, he he's not a good shop steward. You know, he's he, once you leave, he's making backdoor deals." And that's always been that's always been that's always been the saying of that. And I said, no, I go. He's just I don't know what goes on there, but they, they have another conversation. And then, oh, no, he's making deals. Well, I'll, I'll let this slide. But you got to give me this guy. If, if, if a backdoor deal was being made and you're still working here today, mm-hmm. those are the best darn deals I've heard of. Yeah, It's more of a give and take than a backdoor deal. I think a backdoor that's, that's deal what I'm is saying. just they, a, Yeah, that's that's just somebody else's uh, opinion of what's actually happened. Mm-hmm. It, it takes all the all the fireworks out of it. Once the member leaves the room. We don't got to show off for the member. We don't have to. The tensions drop. As soon as the member leaves the room, all the water calms. We can talk contractual language. We can tell them, if you do this, this is going to be the repercussion. We don't want to say these things in front of a member basically belittling the person on the other side of the table. You have to be respectful of their position. Oh, so it's not a respect. It's a respect of the position, right? You have to give the respect and and get the respect back. That's how it works. And, yeah, you don't want nobody there to do that. Yeah, because I would like to – I think people want to see – people would come up to me, "Ah, they didn't say anything, they didn't do anything. (laughs) They expected them to – you come in and just start throwing bombs. Listen here, you son of a bitch. I need you. You're not going to do this. And my guy – that's a lot of these guys expect. That happens with me. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't. Sometimes I do look forward to it. Why lie? I look sometimes forward I, to rip so it yeah, up. Sometimes I go over the top. Sometimes uh, for for people who want a grandstand, I'll give them what they want. Uh, we don't we don't have conference calls like they do, right? Where they plot and plan on how to how to really put the punishment on people who are not doing exactly the way they want. Everything we do, we do it on the floor. We speak loudly. We don't hide anything. Nothing's done over a conference call. And Local 396, we have this thing called Teamster Thursday. Pretty sure you've seen the T-shirts before. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, that started out of Wilshire Building in downtown L.A. Uh, it was all corporate back then. I think corporate has been moved to Laguna for our district, but it used to be Olympic. I mean, you're talking 200, 250 drivers all standing there. 
and they're talking over a bullhorn or one guy standing on the on the dock just yelling telling people what we're looking to do that was so moving to be a teamster i mean so what i did is when i came back from the layoff unfortunately i came back to cerritos and told everybody or we went to san gabe or the next building right hey man they do this thing in olympic it's called teamster thursday that shit spread like a wildfire in our local to where now it's a must nobody really has people still have questions you know you can give a full-blown speech and lay it out in layman's terms as soon as the meeting's over they want you to repeat what you just said sure you know so <laughs> that's like giving them literature every once in a while you know if they don't if they, they can't read past at least the first paragraph yeah and then they're like okay i'll just wait and ask my question later it's, so how how are you allowed to get because isn't there supposed to be you can't do union stuff that's when you're on the clock no. so you do it before in their building well you have the right to unionize um have union events on the property by by law that's in the nlrb section seven and eight talks yeah. about the right to organize and, and um union uh meetings and, and congregation inside the workplace as long as it's before work the as long as work. it doesn't interrupt the it, operation yep okay operations but we did that a long time ago uh, oh we did we had them many years ago and they kind of faded away a little bit we used to it used to always happen sometime around like the holidays you know they we would all come in i would do some of those things once in a while before just before the pcm i would i would ask the manager whoever it was at the time that i, I need five minutes you know give me five minutes to the pcm i want to let give some people some information before they go walking out the door today uh maybe something that is that that came up it may be something that management has or the corporation has decided to you know put into effect and it's coming your way you know just just real quick out on the floor to, you know think about it while you guys are at work and don't worry about it because we're we're working on that for you but i want you to let you know that this is coming you know yeah. and it worked a lot it worked it worked really good it's a just like this podcast if people listen and mm -hmm. they get the information you know there really shouldn't be a uh what is it uh a question or you might have a question from this but it, it draws out them trying to be educated mm -hmm. it draws them to want to educate themselves and that's really what the members should realize it, it educate yourself mm. you know we can't be here 24 7 for you to to give you the information unless we know you don't know you don't know it mm -hmm. right so if you want to come ask ask that question i mean i've had questions since what was it 2020 and they still won't stop i mean they're gonna ha they're gonna be there those you know? questions make the best stewards though hell man the way the way that my center is um i personally feel we've got we've got four stewards in the center yeah we've got about 30 alternates and i know that sounds crazy right <laughs> okay. i mean alternates is and they're teamsters that do the right thing all the time and when something's going wrong or they need to rally a certain group, they step up and say, hey, look it, we want our eight. We want this. We want that. This is our contractual right. Right. To me, that's the beginning of a Teamster. That's what I used to do. Like, those guys are more important than the people who go and argue at panel. Because the people who are arguing at panel, if they don't have the backing of the actual membership, it means nothing. Right. Every member should realize, too, that they are a representative of the yes. union. You are a representative. You know, when they say the union's not doing nothing for them, they need to take a look in the in mirror, mirror and say, what have I done <laughs> yeah. for the union? What have I done for the what membership? Exactly. You know, people say, I just want to, you know what pisses me off what people say all the time, especially in regards to like union stuff? 
I just want to do my job and go home. I said, well, welcome to the club. Yes. Everybody <laughs> wants to do their job and just go home. It doesn't work like that. If if that was the case, I don't think there would be any reason for a union. If we could just do our job and go home, there'd be no reason for a union. Well, there's a flip side to that, too. If nobody got in trouble, you wouldn't need management. Exactly. <laughs> these guys <laughs> these guys make their own problems and then blame you. you know, well, the, I don't get it. We're the safety net, right? We're 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 the we're the people who are going to make sure that you can come into work, you can do your job, you can hang up your shirt, you, your your apron, whatever it is that you're doing in your job, and realize that you have somebody that has your back. Yeah. And the responsibility still lies on you to go out and do that job. That's basically what you should be thinking. I'm going to go out and do my job today. I could be a ghost at UPS. Um, I could come in, clock in, get in my truck, wait till my start time, start the car, go. But well, that's right. no fun. Yeah, I know, but you're you're 100 <laughs> right. You're when you said about you know people just doing their job and going home. 90 percent of the time, when somebody's getting in trouble, it's because they're not doing their job. Correct. And I, I, it's a hard pill to swallow for some people. If you're doing anything that just suits you, that's not part of the outlining of the job, or you're wasting time. Um, you got it coming to you. The best Teamsters work hard, right? This That's is why we get paid when we get paid. Mm. It's a it's a statute of uh, it's a standard. Let's not say statute. It's a standard of what we are. That's why everything in this country, especially in California, from the lights that are in on in your house, from the nurse that's administering uh, chemotherapy to to man, the guys who lay the asphalt on the street, they're all union members. Teachers. To the, even to the movies you watch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's right. a standard, yeah. right? If we're not holding that standard to a union worker and the company wants to hold you accountable, I really shake my head sometimes after a meeting and an employee's doing something they know is wrong, it just suits them. They're being selfish, and now I'm in there fighting for their job. It really is discouraging. That's the number one discouragement for me. It's not what management's got up their sleeve, right? But I learned something from a labor manager who just retired. Um, he gave me real good pointers about the contract. Yeah. I mean, super good pointers. You know, everybody refers to, like, let's get into the meat and potatoes real quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. Everybody refers to Article 37. What do you think the number one Article 37 conversation is brought up when somebody says, I want to file an Article 37? What is that? Harassment. Harassment. There's yeah. way more to Article oh, 37 sure. than just harassment. <laughs> That's the 9-5 language. Sure. That's the ability for the company to write an employee up based on personal time via the dyad or IVIS. They cannot look at the diet or Ivis and say, you had downtime for this much time and we're going to write you up for personal time. They cannot be disciplined because of the diet. Nobody knows about this. A labor manager told me that. Most people will go and turn their pages to uh, Article 6, Section 6, technology, right? Correct. And they'll base all the arguments off of a guy who's not doing their job or you got the manager in the office and he's using telematics, what they swore they wouldn't use for discipline. It was a safety mechanism, and they're using it for discipline. They'll turn to that and say, oh, well, you can't you can't use technology to get me on anything because um, it says you can't in the contract. No, it says they cannot discharge you for it, right? But the reaffir- reaffirming, 
how the dyad and personal time and all this technology they're using against us, it's reaffirmed that they can't in Article 37 also. Yeah, they could, the, the technology part of it, they can use that if it's part of their case. It can't, and it cannot be used to, heighten, be used to heighten the disciplinary action. Correct, correct. I'm trying to figure out what, what, what <clears throat> section of the, I think it's in section one of Article 37. There's, there is a lot of meat and potatoes to that, to the contract. There's a lot of stuff that uh, you, you probably in your career will probably never have to even worry about. Mm -hmm. You're probably <laughs> yeah. never going to see it. You're probably never going to touch it, and it's not going to be something that you that you do have an issue with. Mm -hmm. The more important part of what being a Teamster is is being a Teamster that takes pride in his work, takes pride in the job. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. If you look at it this way, I'm, I'm, hired, I'm hired by the Teamsters to do a job for wherever I'm doing it at or whatever craft. Put, put it that way. Right? Mm-hmm. So what boss are you really disappointing when you do something wrong? You're disappointing the Teamsters. The teamsters. You're disappointing the Teamsters in that job. Hmm. You, you should take pride as, in being a Teamster. That's something that not a lot of people get, just like Terry said. You know, the, the wages, the benefits, the things that come with that job that you don't, you don't even have to worry about it. You know, the normal person going out doing his job right now, he goes out there, he works, he, he's got a boss that just probably rips him all damn day, right? The only person he could go to is if they have an HR department, and that's about it. That's mm -hmm. management. Right? It's management either way, right? right? HR always sides with the company. with the Teamsters, every five years or three years or whatever that contract is, you don't have to walk into your boss and say, hey, I think I've been doing a good job. Can I get a raise? You automatically get it they make it we take it yeah so it comes to you right it mm -hmm. comes to you it comes to you back to what we were talking about i think the last time i was here it's just it's about getting out and just voting it's about doing your part do th that's the only part you're asked really to do and that's one thing on this podcast <clears throat> i talk a lot about and i started this podcast part of it was too is i'm a big teamster guy i i love my my, my teamster brothers and i'm a union member and over the years, I've grown to be more and more and more involved. And I regret, you know, not – I remember uh, Sam was on yesterday, uh, another fellow Teamster, and he started before me. I had just missed that strike. He had started, and I think a couple months later they went on strike, and he was out there uh, striking back in 97, right? Yeah. And he was telling me about it. I said, man, I missed that strike uh, by like a year. And – just to see him get involved at such a, a young age. He was, you know, 19, 20. Yeah. And to see him get involved, and he's he's been you know, involved for so many years now. Uh, he's a big Teamster guy. You know, he, lo he loves the union. And I think that we got to bring that back for our, 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 lo our local. And just for uh, Anaheim alone, it's just that we got to bring that solidarity. And then I see the, the, the management and the, the – change of lifestyle and the, the everything that's going on in life we seem to be drifting apart and i follow a lot of people on instagram and i hardly see anything about about camaraderie uh, being a union member a teamster and we, we got to bring that back especially because I mean, what's at stake man our pension uh, our health care you know or just being able to have somebody go in there and, and defend you if, if, if say something happens you, there's mistakes happen all the time and the company sees that management sees that and yeah dude these guys they want to get promoted and the only way for them to get promoted is to be that hard nose let me just start hacking fools out and when we don't have that proper 
representation or the experience or just that involvement of knowing the contract and stuff it's, it's it leaves us out there and in, 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 in out in the ocean yeah you you have to look at it, it, all these corporations they're they're not they're not dumb people oh no right not at all they wouldn't they wouldn't be making the money that that the, these corporations are making if they were if they were just you know well, we'll just throw a bunch of people in a truck and see how that works <laughs> out right i mm -hmm. mean that may be how it started <laughs> but <clears throat> if you look at how far we've come since 1997 and and where we are today versus what that really was about i it's it, it's night and day yeah definitely it is night and day to sit it, it, i don't know when did you start terry 2001 2001 2001 almost 2002 so in 97 you've got you've got you've got the company sitting there saying hey look we're done with this shit can I say that on the podcast? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay? yeah. You say whatever you want. <laughs> I cuss a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, I no. Cuss. If I didn't, if I was on YouTube <laughs> videotaping, yeah, I'd get I, demonetized. Yeah. demonetized but, right oh, so, yeah. so the company no, says, "Look, we're done with that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we 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 don't want we don't want a bunch of full time jobs. And guess what? We you know we're tired of paying for your health care, and we just we, we want the pension. Give us the pension. Let us run that. We we're gonna run that for you. And we're gonna do all these things. I believe." Uh, and I'll get to, I'll get to the, uh, the the pension meeting in a little bit, but I, I, the the date I heard was 1955, and and that's from what I understand where this pension started, the Teamster pension, right? Mm -hmm. It had about I don't know maybe a few million dollars in it. It was a big pension in 1955. If you look at that amount of money, yeah. Today it's billions. Of dollars. And that's just for the West Coast, though, right? But that's just the West. Yeah, that's okay. just the Western Teamster pension. Yeah, the so, rich guys. Yeah, that's the, what rich they call guys. Us the rich they guys. They call us the rich guys. Yeah. And that encompasses a lot of people. I mean, it does really encompass a lot of people. But if you look at the difference between those two, what would have happened if the company would have had that? What would have happened if they would have decided not to do anything about it? And that's what these some of these new guys coming in have to really realize that. History. The fighting has been happening, and the and the gains and and what you have today started way back then, 1955. And these guys fought and kept and fought and kept and fought and kept and fought and kept, and and now here we are today. We're fighting to keep, and we're still fighting to keep. Yeah, you guys don't you guys don't have to do this. You guys don't have to come to the podcast and educate the young drivers. Because we got enough money in the bank to we're good for our lifetime. Yeah, but guess what? The fi the the future looks bleak, man. The involvement of the the new drivers, the new teamsters, the part timers, the inv the involvement's almost non-existent. Exactly. So what happens is right. Is since people are not like it was for Wayne. Wayne has got a decade on me with this company. There was a lot more people who actually gave a damn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now people only give a damn because. You're going to protect them today or maybe tomorrow or maybe next week because they're being slack offs. Right. Sure. Mm -hmm. There were some hardworking people who were involved in his generation. They didn't need no help. You know, they got involved because that's what they wanted to do. That's because they knew the big picture. It's just a maturity of of the generation. It's, things are just changing. So what I try to do is I try to grab a hold of some intelligent guys that we work with. I seek them out. Mm -hmm. I seek them out, Wayne, and I try to advise them, hey, I was chosen by the membership to be a, a steward, right? Right, right. 
they will choose you too. Start showing some type of effort. This is not the cool guys club. This doesn't make you cool. Sit in the office and debating every morning. Sometimes you come into work, you're in a bad mood. You got into it with your, your wife or your kids are acting up or somebody's <laughs> sick in the family. You still have to deal with everybody else's problems. It's a thankless job. Sure. Right? Sure. It's not a cool guys club. The cool guys club stewards, they fail. Uh, they fail miserably. 100%. And I have no... I get no gain off of somebody telling me, man, you kick ass, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't do anything for me. I mean, it, it really doesn't. At first, you know, having the, the pizzazz of being the man at work was kind of cool. Right. You know? But it's all it is is a target on your back. Right, every day. Every single day. Right. Every move I make, everything I do at work, I'm paying attention. Can't You're under the microscope, candy. and at any point in time, if you said something wrong, the definition of you being gone is quicker than anybody Oh, else. yeah, and, and get, coming back is even worse. Correct. You know, so I, I do my best to do my job, you know. My satisfaction always came with walking out and the member going back to their truck and being able to do their job. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Where my, that's where my satisfaction every single day. I mean, I didn't go home and, hey, honey, today I, you know, I – the rest of the day, I was like, okay, that worked out. That was good. The holy grail is that seeing, was good, yeah. you know? seeing a termina termination letter on the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? That is the holy grail for that termination letter to not and, come and, to fruition. Yeah, and have the, have the member look at you and say, what just happened? Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, this has already been written out. Yeah. Give me, give me a few days. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work this. I'm gonna start working this for you, okay? I'm just, I'm, I need you to go relax right now. I don't need you to go home and go do something stupid. Yeah. At this point, I don't need you to, you know, jump on a, jump on a podcast really fast and go bash management and let them all hear this because I, I need your, I need your personality now, to be, just 100%. I, I, I'm gonna relax just like they told me to. We're gonna, we're gonna get this for you. All right. Yeah. We're gonna do the best we can, based I, on what we have. I hate what, you know, we, you know, it's kind of cool. It's a respectful thing. We, we have a great understanding with our center level management team, yeah. maybe not upper, but somebody gets walked out. They give us the respect of letting us walk them out. Oh. They don't walk behind us. They don't, they don't try to grandstand this guy. Right. Because when we're walking somebody out, nobody knows what's going on when it's all Teamster Brothers. They think he's getting the day off and we're just talking to him on the way out. Sure. I hate when people get walked out and it's management walking them out. It's a walk of shame. Sure. Right? And especially if they're wrongfully terminated, I tell them like this, chin up, chest out. You walk out of here with pride, you will have your job back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And every day that you're gone, they're going to pay for it. You know? Thank God for uh, the business agents we have and the involvement. Because on a Teamster Thursday, say somebody gets fired last week. I'll say their name. I'll say what they got fired for. I'll put it all out there, you know, and they don't want that. You know, yeah. management doesn't want to know, hey, we fired somebody. I'm going to tell you why. And especially if they're wrong, I'm going to grandstand, mm -hmm. right? I'll get so many members who will walk up and file. I'm talking monetary right away. They violated my eight-hour request seven days ago. They did this. They did that. I want to file on everything. So I'll stack up seven <laughs> to ten grievances, <clears throat> And one day, as as a as a as a shot across the bow, like right. you're 
you should have walked us all out because that's what you did. We are a union, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we yeah. we have little funny things we do, man. I don't know how you guys do over there, Wayne, but say say we're at war. Okay. And you got a really good manager right now. I don't want to boast about management, but you got a really level-headed dude. And I know 396 knows this guy. He's extended the olive branch a little bit too far, but he's a great dude. Sure. Right? That guy has seen what we'll do. Even even though, you know, he's just doing his job, somebody will get walked out. We'll wake up the next day, come in, make 100 copies of 8-hour requests, and fill that roster <laughs> every day until that guy comes back to work you know what i mean wow there, there's little tricks to the trade every single and that's day that's from you guys being in solidarity oh yeah you gotta be dude oh, yeah. everybody out there for themselves is just never gonna work we gotta out. bring that back man i, I got some well that's what we're trying our, yeah that's I mean, what we're trying I, I really want that really bad for we, 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 not just for for the young the young drivers right that's why it's out there. They, they, the information is out there. They, anything you want to go get is out there. We, I, I could point you to, and I will today, I'll point you to a, a, a few uh, places where you can go and look at, look at some information. You can see this information for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think, I think in the past <clears throat> about four years, about, we've had a, somewhat of a, a divide in, I, I want to call it maybe thought process or how my life is, is uh, you, you don't understand my life. You don't understand, you don't understand this. You don't understand that, right? right? So are you making all these decisions for yourself? Are you making these decisions based on just your life and not the life of all these Teamsters that work with you and what we do each and every day? Are you making that decision for you or are you making it for everybody, right? So when you go vote, when you, when you go to vote, uh, are you casting your vote for yourself or are you casting your vote for the best interest of the Teamsters? And those are important decisions that a, a person has to make. But the first decision they do have to make is- You're not voting for prom king. <clears throat> right, what am I voting for? And, and, and do I know why I'm voting? Do I know why I'm voting? Because their neighbor told them who to vote for. Well, that happens a lot too. <laughs> I did, I, dude, I, you know, the past, uh, this past general election, it was a good campaign. Uh, the campaign had everybody everybody involved it it is going to be a big campaign who's going to run our uh, the ibt who's going to be in charge of our future for at least the next five years right what's going to happen within those five years and the information that you need to receive and that you need to know coming into that you really need to balance that decision for your for the good of what's going to happen in those five years you can't base this decision on who's in government office or because you don't like a, a mayor or you don't like a, a the governor mm -hmm. you you i this is bullshit i yell right you know democrat republican why do you think we have drive why do you think we put money into drive democratic republic independent voter education that's what drive is that's what we say that again Democratic, Republican, independent voting education. We put money into drive. Into drive. So every. Uh huh. That per, wow, I didn't know per that. Per check. Yep. Huh? Per week, per check. Per week, per check. You could put money into this this fund. So the, the locals and everybody, we can't use members' money from the locals and everything else to to try campaign, to yeah. campaign for somebody that we need in, in as an official, right? 
we need somebody that has our back. We need somebody that, that's going to go in and, and legislate or put together uh, just like they did with the Butch Lewis Act, right? We need people to, to, to push that. That's, Can you explain the Butch, that's Butch Lewis Act for a lot of the new listeners? And, it, and it's a pension. It was a, badass. It was epic. It's not. It's, it's, not. A, it's a pension saving uh, act. Uh, Butch Lewis was a uh, retiree from years ago, and uh, he's uh, since passed away, I believe. But uh, it, it was to save his pensions. It was to, it's so so corporations could not take these pensions away. They couldn't just dissolve them. They 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 wouldn't go away because it was promised to me, right? Everybody here in the stable has a promised pension coming to them because of the Pooch Lewis Act, and that's throughout the United States. Not not necessarily because that. It's basically no. a pension is like this. It's a promissory note that we owe you this at the end of the deal. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of these corporations found a way to wiggle themselves out of it. Right. The people that we actually voted for. And I don't want to get too deep into politics, but that's good. No, you can for, yeah. for for union members that run off with Raphael Warnock, and the whole Georgia debacle with the the two runoffs. That was so important to Teamsters because that's. Can the you votes. explain more? This is I I, I kind of understand what you're talking about, but for the listeners, you got to tell a little bit of the backstory. Okay, the backstory is simple. Most most of the Teamsters out there who get involved who really get involved and pay attention to what's going on when you read the field, action comes from the Democrats, right? I don't know if they're buying our votes or whatever the case may be, but they listen when we speak, right? Mm -hmm. They proclaim to be for labor. They proclaim to be for labor. This Butch Lewis Act was a definite show that these Democrats stand with the labor force, the working middle-class American, by solidifying a pension, a promissory note, correct, back to those people. I'm not talking about. I'm talking people who had lost their pensions already. And when was this push, push Act? Uh, 2020. Okay. 2021. 21. 21. Oh, this, 21. Is a, this is recently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, beginning of 21, I believe. Yes. The those runoffs were so important because as soon as they got in office, they kept their word. They signed the bill. That's the votes they needed. It made it to the White House. It's a wrap. It's over. They solidified that promise back to those people. Some of those people had already lost their pensions. Some of them were only solely living off of Social Security. They were freaking out. How would you feel if you're 75 years old, 74 years old, and you get a letter, you're not getting any money anymore even though we promised you this, right? That's know. how these people got it, right? But these Democrats listened. Now, I'm not saying I'm a Democrat. I'm just saying they listened. I'm not saying I'm a Republican either, but... Long story short, if you pay attention to the to the to the playing field, your livelihood and the and and the currency that comes into your bank account is what you need to keep going in in this system of things we live in. If you're doing anything or voting in any direction that's going to impede that, you should think about what you're doing. Yeah, there's there's you got to look beyond uh, underneath the icing of the cake. Yeah, I don't. It, it, if you're going to go home and, and you're going to vote for a president, vice president, it, vote how you're going to vote. All right, that's that's your vote. That's it, I'm not going to tell you which way to vote. Mm -hmm. yeah. All I can do is give you information. My thing would be, don't use that philosophy when you're voting in a Teamster election. That's that's those are two different things. Those are two different things that you're you're doing. Mm -hmm your bitterness towards one party or the other shouldn't affect what's going on here. Oh, hell yeah. 
that's that's how they that's how we that's how we actually got folded on this last election, Wayne. I think Americans, Teamsters, wanted to. Um, they like the rah rah rah. Sure. The guy, the guy who's going to shake up the house, the guy who's going to change everything. Uh-huh. That's become the norm, uh-huh. right? Instead of making tactical moves, let's make bully moves. It's our way or no way. Sure. That never works out. That never, ever, ever works out. So I think that's what gave the outcome. We want to change. You know, we didn't like the fact that the company could call up our our IBT and basically get get the guys on the phone who they need to get on the phone and make us shut up down here on the on, on the floor. We didn't like that. That kind of stuff was exposed in this last election. Even though we were the better candidates, our party was the better candidates running up because more tactical, more intelligent, not willing to push a strike on a company that has way more competition than they did the last time we striked. Yeah. We've got Amazon at our back door. Why would they buy package cars? They're buying package cars so they can get into the same field we're in. If we if we strike, that's that's their their go button. You know, <laughs> they, you got to be tactical. Yeah, since since about 1997, I'm sure the first words out of UPS's mouth is once these people got back is we have to get ready for another one somewhere down the line. Yeah. Wow. I. There's I'm no just doubt. absorbing all this information, man. I got I I talked to you. There is no doubt know, that this company would. is you know doesn't and 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 there's probably a lot of smart crafts out there that haven't sat back and said, okay, we need to be ready. Well, they have to. Mm-hmm. You think about it. They've been around for so over a hundred years, right? Right. And they got to keep up with e-commerce and everything that's going. They're not the same on. people who are behind the wheel. It's not the same type no. of people. No. Yeah, exactly. The people, the people behind the wheel now and. I'm, I'm going to say it flat out. I don't think this lady should have been the CEO. Our CEOs came from, from the bottom. They understand the meat and potatoes of this company. How could you have pride? It, this is a prideful job. Yes. I know it sounds st- weird to some people, even foreign. Like, what do you mean prideful? You guys deliver packages. No, it's all night long. It's hardworking. You're the best of the best. S- nobody it's like can, the Air Force. Nobody can deliver more stops at a more efficient rate than us. Nobody. Mm-hmm. You can't hold a candle to us. You got UPS employees cracking 30 stops an hour. I'm talking legit. You know, you're not going to find an Amazon driver who can crack 30 stops an hour working safe. No, the music's bumping out of that van. The door's He's got open. The door's open. Doors. And the truck's still running. And he's scrambling, doubling back. They're untrained. They're getting paid 16 80 an hour. And and they don't give a damn. I didn't There's know, pride in this. I didn't know this. <laughs> I found this out yesterday. They, the delivery drivers are like FedEx ground drivers. They're, they're contractors. They're contractors. I didn't know that. And it's just the the people that work in the hubs. The people in the hubs make more money than the drivers. It's a sneaky way of getting out of liability. That's what it is. <laughs> Every bit of it, the truck, the driver, yeah. the whole yes. bit. Yeah, it's, I don't got to pay for much. Yeah, they get in an accident. They're not suing Amazon. Who are they suing? The, the contractor. contractor. Yeah. Keep it on a small playing field. FedEx has been doing that for years. And then Bezos will get in a rocket, go to space, come back, and say, ask how everything's going. Yeah. He got like 3 million signatures on that petition for him not to come back from space. <laughs> 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 no, that, that, see, but that's, that's, that, that's the thing. That gets, back, that gets back to voting and why you should vote and why you, why you, need, to, you need to be educated in your vote. And you, need to, you need to kind of move yourself in a direction of – 
I need to, I want to keep this going as much as everybody else wants to keep it going. Right? I want to keep it going for the for that guy behind me, for the guy that's already retired. I want to keep this going. And it will. It will if everything goes as as they should, right? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't want somebody touching our pension. We don't that's the most important thing, right? The future. We don't want that. We we want our pension to stay. The slate we ran, you know, for the for the uh for the power slate was honest. Honest, true, factual. Here it is. We're showing it to you. Right? We're not we're not giving you a bunch of hype and whatever else. This is it. This is stuff that like I said, you could go look at. You could see this for yourself. We got smoked on that election, right? I, I voted 57, for fifty-seven uh, thousand votes we lost by how many? No, uh, more than that. It was a lot. But we, we, we did win in our areas. Hey, local nine fifty two voted power slate. Mm-hmm. Uh three ninety six, obviously. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, the, but the the central states and the eastern states. Right, but this has been a this has been a movement that even fifteen what fifteen so twenty years ago have we've been trying to keep uh, TDU at a bay. TDU yeah. fascist not fascist just a, just a group of people that are that are willing to do whatever it takes to destroy the Teamsters sell a bill of goods that's what they do they they hand out lying propaganda. They'll, I, I, they'll lie. They'll lie on one page, and then on the next page, they'll lie about something different. But they don't realize that the two pages were correlated together. The, how do they get elected? I listened to that "What the Heck" show. I told you that, right? Yeah. And and the one guy who talks the most on there, he's I like his I like his fire. He's still got in him. Hector, I think his name is, mm-hmm, but he mm-hmm. hasn't been here very long at all. I think he's only got like 13 years of the company. Mm-hmm. Was he even here during the layoff? Uh, no, you know? not at all. Hector. No, 13 years. No, I've been at UPS for 23 I years. Was I was here. a part of that strike. Those those people were full on Oz, 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 Oz. You got to understand, sometimes you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, right? Mm-hmm. Fight or flight. And these guys, all they have in them is fight, 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 fight all the time. Where's the negotiation tactic, right? Everything is all a conspiracy and this guy's trying to get that guy and yeah, I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I through the through the delegates that I've been in uh, since uh, what '08. Yeah, seen Sean O'Brien um, over the years. Uh, I believe that uh, two contracts ago, coming into this last one, that uh, there was a position of uh, change in just his the way he wanted to do things. Like he felt as if his what he's been doing is is a lot better than everybody else has been doing. And but everybody knew he was the next guy at bat. Everybody knew that. Being you know? being being that said, you can't you can't run yourself on. Be transparent. Let's say, go be transparent to the members. Let them know you know what happened and 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 what happened through time with your pensions and 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 what what did you try to do to fix them? What did you try to to go out and accomplish with those pensions? You've you took a loan at, at, at one point. You took a loan on your pension. Uh, then you went ahead and you, you took, what, almost $2.8 billion because you needed more help, right, releasing and then release UPS of their liability, right, mm-hmm. which is the only thing basically you had to save. Then you want to go out and you want to start, you know, uh, telling everybody else that they should help you. Uh, where's my help? Where's this? Where's that? I'm not getting any help from anybody. This is, you know, but still not telling the members exactly what's going on, not letting people know what's happening. 
the GROW Act that started. Uh, we campaigned when the GROW mm -hmm. Act came around. That's, it, it was a bad idea, right? The GROW Act is a bad idea. It's a hybrid type of plan that if that passes, everybody could be stuck in this plan. Why wouldn't they? The company's gonna say, hey, you have this out here. We're good, we're, we're done with you, mm -hmm. right? And we want to try to negotiate out of it, which they can't negotiate out of our, at least our pension, until next year. The MOU that was signed is coming up on its 10-year agreement. And that agreement in itself is dangerous, right? It's, it's uh, yesterday at the, uh, uh, the pension. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> good information, good information. I'm, I'm thinking about my listeners here. So... Now that we got O'Brien and, and uh, Zucker, Zuckerman, Zuckerman, we got them in. We know they've had failed pensions, right? I know we know that now. We've known that they got elected. They can't touch our pensions yet, but because in 2023, UPS had, had we had some type of agreement where they can't touch our pensions for 10 years or be liable or you know for for 10 years, right? Now this is going to expire on top of the contract. That gives them the opportunity that where they could dip into our funds. No, uh, it's not no. a dip into the funds. What, okay. it, what it is is UPS can uh, now negotiate release of liability. Okay, the agreement to that point. So kind of like when the Teamsters took over our medical. Like UPS says, hey, we're, we're not going to do your, your, we're not going to pay for your medical anymore, or we're not going to be in charge of it no more. We're going to give you so much money for you guys to take over. And now the Teamsters are. You right. Know, that was the health care that was released out of the Southwest Rider. OK. Yeah. Went into the national. So they're going to do something like that with their pensions now. Well, they, they, they the liability that they hold, which they've held each and every time until about two, 2013, I believe the date is. I have the actual date. October 13. Yeah. October 13. They. The central states and I believe the, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I'll get the other one in a second. They, they were given the opportunity to release the liability because the pension was, was, was failing, right? So they, they, they told them, well, we'll release liability, which means now the company could say, okay, we have this much in liability. This is our proportionate dues to you for the pension. Here you go. We no longer have any ties to your pension. We could still contribute to it, but if it fails, it's on you, mm -hmm. right? So it, the pension meeting, which was really good information, and, and uh, I could give people, uh, yeah. again, I'll give them the, the website for the uh, pension, is www.wctpension.org. And you could go on there and you can look, and, and it'll, it'll actually send you emails. Once you sign in and submit and uh, put your email in there, it'll send you emails good on info. what's happening, and it's really good info for everybody out there uh, who's worried about their pension right now. And I believe if you're... Uh, a 15-year employee or even a 10-year employee, once you're invested in this, you need to be worried about your pension and, and what's going on with it, right? Because yeah. that's really what you're here for now. Because there ain't no retirement without a pension. Well, there is, but yeah, not yeah. in California. you got to work till you're 65. <laughs> well, you got a really good 401K, you're good, right? Yeah. But that's some of what happens with these, uh, even the uh, uh, the GROW Act was, was one of those things that could, could take the money and say, okay, we're going to put this money into a 401k for you. Right. But it also didn't have any liability on the people who ran the, the GROW Act and all the companies or whomever the entities were that were running that. So that's basically why it kind of failed. We 
we wrote to all of our Congress people. We, we signed those letters back then. I do not pass this GROW Act to you know, work on something else. So the Butch Lewis Act came into play. Now the Butch Lewis Act is similar to that, but it, at the same time, it does help those pensions, but you have to qualify for that. You have to be able to qualify for that help. That is a good thing. Do we need to be in that? No, we don't even qualify. We, don't even, we wouldn't even qualify for that. It'd right? probably take another 30 years of us just to be able to maybe, away money. Right? Mm-hmm. We have to ditch a lot of our money. Yeah, for and that's what we try. It, it, again, going back to the solidarity slate that we have out there, it's, it's honest, true information. It's, it's right there for you. If you, you don't want to go look at it, you, we'll give it to you. We'll show it to you, right? And, and, and it's black and white, what is going on there. Um, the talk yesterday with uh, we had we had Chuck Mack, Randy K Mack, Mark Davidson, Felix Chavez, all these people that were there. Randy introduced Chuck, and and Chuck gave a good layout of how the pension is and where the pension's at at this point, and and what's basically happening with our pension. Did they do the PowerPoint and everything like last time? Yeah, it was a, it was a good PowerPoint. Nice. And there were some people there that had not been probably to a pension meeting at, at some point in time and you could look at you kind of look around the room and see that there's a there's a lot of old guys here right now yeah you know so they're 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 looking at it they want to see what's happening with it now questions were raised uh about the mou and yep. what you know looking down the line what that could be and and who would be in charge of making sure that that uh that that was negotiated well and Chuck did say that uh, you know the people that are on the on the committee and the chairman the trustees and everybody else are going to be uh, giving the information to the people who would be negotiating our contract and another question got raised as to what if or who is if somebody is replaced on those trustees oh there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of replacements we know that right? right So, so we have to look out for ourselves and say, okay, who are these people that are being being replaced, and who are they being replaced with? It's a detrimental time, man. This is the wrong time for us not to be behind the wheel at the IBT, because basically the people who they're putting in place, mm-hmm. this is going to be their first get down. Sure. You know? So sure, and kind of worries me. Yeah, and it is a it it's a dangerous thing. I mean, uh, Chuck even said that uh, if if UPS releases their liability from the from the western uh teamsters uh because they've already released their liability from the central and eastern states right that was locked yeah that was years ago oh years ago okay so if they decide that they they want to release their liabilities what would what would be the outcome and he said specifically catastrophic so you look at it that way why are we trying why would anybody want to allow that not allow it but allow them i know that they're going to bring it up this this coming contract, they have every right to ask that question. They're going to ask that question. They said, "Here's our, here's the MOU. Everybody can look at the MOU. It's in, it's in your national. We want to release our liability. You guys are doing fine. You guys are doing great. Let us release our liability. We'll go ahead and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll contribute to the pension, but we, we don't want to hold this liability anymore. You know, how many, how many billions could that be? That's what they did to our health care. They yeah, did that with our health care, and, and it's working out in a sense. Some people think it isn't. What I'll we don't want to end up having is some sort of absorption or something that that occurs where if they release liability, does that does that give uh, the IBT people that are in charge going to be in charge? Uh, it could give the IBT or the for them people to say, who are hey, doing our contract the money. ability to use that as 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 some sort of uh, not a crutch but some sort of uh, bargaining chip. Our pension is backed by 
this, what is it, trillion dollar company now, UPS? 10.8 billion uh, in revenue, or no, no. 14.3 billion in one in quarter. profit, yeah. In one quarter. <laughs> the planes were fueled, the trucks were fueled, everybody was paid, and that's what they walked away with. Well, I, think I, think a trillion dollar company. I think you look at it in two senses. You look at the fact that it, you, you released your liability here, and look what happened. There's no sense in you re-releasing your liability over here. I think we need UPS well, needs us, right? the West, the West, the Western, right? As much as we need them, and I think it would be a bad decision for them to do that. But you got corporate greed, people that just want to. I mean, it, I, I see it when management comes in. They always come in. They want to restructure it and try to save money and cut routes and do things to to make their numbers look good. It's the same thing when it goes all the way to the top. This lady comes in. Uh, I don't even I forgot her name. The new CEO. She came from Home Depot, and what she what she did was the first thing she eliminated all the HR and tried to make everything go to voicemail or go to phone calls. That backfired. And that backfired on her. And I under you know it's just well it's almost similar to the way that they ran their their uh, their healthcare in the first place before we took it over and uh, the the, the WR one seven seven right before that all got taken taken care of that healthcare was so sloppily run i mean it it, it just was and it, you need you need good people running running your health care to begin with right yeah and, and we have good health care a lot better than i was kind of nervous when it switched I over i i always wanted ups to take care of it because they, they've been around for over 100 years they they got money they got the good people professionals and to handle things and i was nervous when the teamsters took over the teamsters hired all those people bro they hired the same people. Yep. That's why I figured. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, but I was nervous, but I'm glad that, like, we got that done. But with the new. Why do you think it was such of a smooth transition? You didn't You didn't pay attention to that? I didn't, you can't, I didn't you pay, can't fire didn't up a Teamsters. Teamsters control But I'm happy healthcare. we do it. It was a smooth you know, transition. It's, it's uncharted so land. It, we got three just... doctors, two RNs, and boom, here we so, went. <laughs> so if they, if UPS releases the liability of our, our Western pension, like they have in the Central and Eastern states, if they released it, uh, would it be a smooth transition then? I mean, that's that's the question. It's not even that, about that. you got to. We're talking about what what the shareholders see, right? That's okay. the only reason why they gave the excuse of releasing liability of our healthcare, because the shareholders it was a big liability on their portfolio, right? If they release the pension, that would help their portfolio in regards to shareholders, right? That's they, all nobody, they care about. You would have no backup net. Yeah. No backup net. So if it fails, this it just multi-trillion billion dollar company just and you would have to wait 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 for help yeah shrink it shrink it shrink it right then we'd be turning again, to the government for help yeah you know and, and look where everybody's at now look hmm. where these guys in, in that got their pensions cut i mean sean bryan really did allow the company to release their liabilities he had them yes please i need help do you think maybe he's learned from that and said, I won't do that? Oh, he, he's good. Uh, I don't he's, know. If, I don't know what people have learned. He, I think he had to learn. I'm, I'm not going to bash the guy. I think I think he's at where he's at because of a bit of intelligence. So I'm going to say he's learned, right? All right. I don't think people would make the same mistake twice. I hope that. But we I'll, still get to vote, though, right? Yeah. I hope a lot right? what he says. Well, our, our seat at the table right now. Well, we get to vote on our contract, yes. Yeah, but he we don't get to vote on that. On, on what he does? 
Yeah, uh, he no, no, he's that, behind the wheel. He's the driver. So he can release reliability. He can say he can use it as a bargaining chip. Ah, oh, man. That's pretty stressful, dude. I no. mean, there's a there's a lot that is going to be coming into this contract. There's a, I mean, they both they both uh, Fred and Sean said that they uh, they want to get rid of the two two four language in the contract. They want that out of there. But what happened with the cover driver language? Why are we so worried about the twenty two four? How many cover drivers got screwed? Ten year cover drivers, six year cover drivers. Yeah, I know a lot of those people right? too. How many people got screwed and they don't want to bring that up? The two two four is the biggest problem, right? For them, the two two four is. I think I think all that is is a trigger. You know what I mean? That's like bringing up race. You know, it's a trigger. Uh, you know? I, think, I don't know. I think it's a trigger. I well, look at it this way: the two two four, the two two four automatically comes into a full time pension, right? He, he, he's immediately in. He's paying into the pension full time. Why would you not want that to continue if it helps your pension? And your local or twenty two four is allowed to go feeder. Uh, I believe so, as long as I have one year of safe driving. And our local, they negotiated over a year ago for 224s to get out of Dodge and go into feeder. Yeah. And uh, I remember when the opposition came to our hub, they're out there talking to the 224s, the Oz slate, saying, oh, you deserve what they got and this, this, and that, blah, blah, blah. I said, what is he worried about? You're talking to a guy right now who goes into the next feeder class. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk to him about you know, him being feeder and how it's going to work out for him. They were so shocked that we negotiated 22 fours going to feeder. He shook his hand, told him to have a nice day. All of them dispersed. <laughs> I go, obviously, they're not willing to advance. We've never had a 22 four work as a 22 four for more than 24 months since it started. Right. All of our 22 fours, if you're doing your job as a steward, business agent, and local, and keeping the company locked in to the number of full-time drivers they're supposed to have in the center, a 22-4 won't last as a 22-4. He's out of here. We got retirements. We got people who are going to feed her. Once that RPCD leaves the center, you're advancing a 22-4, no matter what, even if I have to file agreements. You get it? Pay attention. Do your job. And everybody can be. Yeah, as long as you're within your seniority and you've, you've, you've I mean, we had – I don't know. It was maybe a couple of guys who were had been part time for, oh my God, I don't know how how many years. Oh, yeah. Just decide, you know, I'm gonna go drive. Yeah. You know, I I'm gonna go drive. But and if isn't if it isn't that guy, somebody's getting that RPZ oh, RPCD spot. If it's not right now in this center, we're paying attention to every other center too. Are you lacking on your locked in number? Okay, cool. Let's promote somebody. Right. right? I don't care what center they came from. That's just the way it's got to be. People got to pay attention, and thank God my local is on the ball. Not not only is my local, I'm talking about my local in regards down to the membership. Sure. I hate talking about the local like Ron is the end-all, say-all, or Jay Phillips is the end-all, say-all. They're not, and, and he'll tell you, Ron is humble in that aspect. He's yeah. nothing without his members. If something's getting by, Ron's the kind of guy who's like, call my cell phone, tell me what's going on. Jay's the same way. And especially the BAs. Yeah. The BAs want to be in the know. Our local is so, and this is a blessing because there's so many buildings in our local, we network, right? Mm-hmm. So during the layoffs, when that happened, the networking was phenomenal. We had group text messages. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm laid off out of San Gabe. You guys got any covered drivers in your building? 
yeah, we got one guy driving out of Whittier. He's a cover driver all week. Cool, we got a guy laid off out of Pasadena Center, full-timer. This guy would file a grievance out of Pasadena Center for this cover driver sure. in Whittier. They couldn't figure it out, right? <laughs> it's the unity that we have. Yeah. My, my local preaches everybody getting together, right? You know, some locals don't want you mixing like, oh, you know, that's their business, that's their house. Let them run their house the way we want. They want. Oh, that's why no. I wanted to come on with you because I want to. I do want to show that. Yeah. That that there is solidarity outside of local 952, or there's oh, solidarity dude, they're one, outside they're, of 396. They're one with us. You know, solidarity we, slate is is 396, and 396 is solidarity. Well, I'm happy. It's, I'm happy. Dude, I'm happy, dude. We, we confident you guys. I've known you. I've known this guy, and I was like, I. This is a blessing in the sky. Like to get both you guys here, and I, I've always talked to him and call him and go to his. He's live up the street, so right? He bought his house, and I'd come after work, and my Browns. He's in his Browns. He's working on this car, and I would just ask him questions. And there are so many times he would yell at me, and go, "You gotta do this, you gotta do that," and, and then I'd come in and talk to you, and you would you would say the same thing, and. I says, man. I said, we're like, we're the same. We're just dude. It was the locals. best convention I ever, to- dude. We, we <laughs> sat in the room. I got to sit with Wayne for a week. He sat right next to me, and that was so badass. Having nine fifty two, the real nine fifty two, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. The real nine fifty two sitting in that room with us, and everybody treated them like they were one of us. They weren't separated. Right. We went out to break. We break with them. We ate with them. We had beers with them when it was all said and done and the party was over. Right. We voted with them. They treated us good. We treated them good. Oh, absolutely. We were very proud to have them there and welcome into our house. It's it's always going to be like that. I'm going to clap. Yeah, I'm going to clap. Man. That's, that's really good right there. I like to you hear know, that. I wish, I wish you were there, man. It's. I know. I was invited and... Uh... You you missed out on something epic, was, you know. I my own thing. People, yeah. those are the guys who do the right thing. No, we're but not, you introduced not... me. I've gone to meetings with you. You've introduced me to uh, the big tall guy. You said, uh, "Yeah, Vic. Vic sure, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's he was he's, at my brother's funeral. Yeah, he's very active. He it's that a good guy, guy. He's so knee deep in the union. I mean, I don't even know how he he smokes meats. He's a hunter. Wow. He, he, oh, Can I get him on the podcast? I told him. He said he will come on. Okay. He's 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 so involved. In every angle of labor, right? Not to say all the other business agents are, right? But this guy beats the street. I mean, twenty four seven. He's wearing out dress shoes once a month. This guy is hardcore, and he's actually a personal friend of mine. I could care less about his union aspect compared to his friendship. Like, yeah, we you can come over to my house and we can drink beers and bullshit, and not bring up one thing about, you know. <laughs> That's cool. You know, he, I like that. He. I, he came over to my house and that's what I used to tell good, I used to tell times. Roseberry my wife I would tell her I'd say when I would, you know sometimes I would come home and I'd just be oh, just be eating at me and yeah. I'd you know, flip my thing and she'd say you got homework and I'd be like yeah I got, I got homework you know, <laughs> you know I'd try to get it done as fast as I can because my time with my family and everybody else is important and it, it, it is to the business agents and it, 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 it people don't realize how much work those guys do mm-hmm. I think it's important that the young people that are going to be listening to the show, the young drivers, even the the new drivers. Uh, one of the, one question was uh, asked to me was a driver, a kid that I told him about. He was working at the UPS store. I told him he was a young kid, 18, 19. I says, "What do you want for your future?" I said, "This isn't a future. If you want something that's going to help you in the long run, go become a driver. Then I go at least there. 
you have opportunities. There's plenty right. of opportunities, and then you get a pension. Like, oh, it's just good for your future. And now he's been there for two, three years now. He's he's ready to training for a driver. He's a he's, I think he's about to be a driver. He's in that he's in that process right now. And he what a question. He says, "What can the new driver? What can I expect? What is it expected of me?" As because this is an honorable position to become a driver. It's the he's been waiting to do this, and he he comes and talks to me, and he he posts a lot of pictures on Instagram of him and his process of being from you know preload to where he's at now and he's excited to be this driver what this question was well, what what can i expect when i become a driver and what is expected of me of being a teamster expect to ask questions that you want to ask and ask the right people mm. go to the right people for your information mm -hmm. right yeah because he's asked me questions yeah go to the right people that can direct you and that You'll you'll understand what's expected of you. It, what's expected of you is a is a tough damn job. Mm -hmm. Every well, it day it gets easier. It gets easier. Once you it learn it, easier. once you understand it, right? Yeah. Once you, as you can look at me, it's gotten way too easy. Once you build a routine, <laughs> once you build, you know, you, you're gonna learn a lot of routes. You're gonna understand that most routes are gonna run almost exactly the same. You know, mm -hmm. figure it out. You you use your smarts to figure it out. You may take, you know, so many minutes a day. Stop take a breath you know look at the truck get a visual idea what you're gonna what you're about to go out and do and then just keep working just keep going so we got to do what uh 396 does we got to do that thirsty thursday or what is it called thirsty it's teamster <laughs> <laughs> i think we'd all be fired if it was thirsty thursday just right? kidding yeah i, I gotta you know we we have uh, well it, it and this goes back to how we got to do something like that in it, it goes too. back to how things are running yeah right it, it really does go back to how things are running it, it it's not an opportunity for people to go out and and speak their mind because their mind is going to be spoke for them right that's not how it works mm -hmm. that is not how it, it that's not being a teamster you want your voice is the most important thing the teamsters have yeah your voice yeah. is it yeah you are the teamsters mm -hmm. yep. you know the local is a building right made up of people who are there to 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 but go it's out, great to like you know get information for you organize help you through your job help you when you're in trouble but also they're out there to to continue you being able to come into work and 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 feel good about your job and be and, ha and have your back i know when i used to go on vacation well i haven't been on vacation in a while i like go out of town like for a week uh I forgot where were we? We were in downtown Sacramento, and we were downtown Sacramento. And I was I seen the drivers pulling out of the building. It was packed, you know. And I'm looking. My kids were all looking at all the cars, <laughs> and uh, we were somewhere in downtown Sacramento. And I seen a package car. The guy had left his diet board, <laughs> so I grabbed it and I typed in, "Hey, I'm done. I need more work." <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and I took off. Uh, oh, but no, but uh, it's always good to guy. see when I see other people. I want to talk to them. You know, I, I want to oh, see how I want to see how they're. How's your hub? Are you working eight? What are you doing? I'm slammed. I got twelve. Damn, that's. I want to know how how is it in your area? 
Yeah, I would and do I've that sometimes like on that. vacations. We would take vacations, and my again, my wife hated it, but I'd see a UPS truck. I'd take a picture goes, with oh, there all of them. I'd take a picture you know, with all There he goes. And, mm. you know, I would ask the guy, you know, how's it going for you? What are you guys doing? You know, are you guys, uh, you know, and I would ask questions like, are you guys yeah. on, you've got a lot of guys in your 9-5. How's your eight-hour request going or whatever is happening? And sometimes mm. I would get a blank stare. Ugh. It's like. Yeah, I think I've gotten those And before. I'd say. I say, so you don't, you guys, no, nah, we don't have that. We, we don't, <laughs> it's a lot. We're not, we don't use that. You know, I, I only work so many hours a day. I, I do this many stops and whatever. And I said, that's cool. I said, but you guys, you guys know that you have, you know, whatever rights you have. And he, oh, sometimes they would just rattle off what they have, what they know. And, and then the, oh, the question would always come like, uh, so you're out of California. So what do you guys make in an hour over there? And I, you know, hey, we make this much an hour. And he mm-hmm. goes, oh man, I, really thought you guys would make a lot more than that in california i said it it works for me you know yeah it does it does work for me and we don't see we don't see i know inflation's going around and the housing prices and if you became a if you're a single kid and you're you're 21 the youngest kid i just met uh this he was in our center i forgot his name he looked young like my son my son's 13. I said, dude, how old are you? He goes, 21. And that's when it hit me. I go, oh, fuck, I'm old now. I'm 41. <laughs> I go, I remember I started driving. I was 24. Yeah. And I says, man, this guy's driving even younger than me. And then to see the money that they're making, yeah, dude, it's how the housing you prices. How you when you started driving? I think I just turned 26. Yeah. I started driving three weeks after I turned 21. Yeah, oh yeah, you're young, I don't think you dude. can scrape the plate any closer than nah, that, right? No. But as you, so I can. This is perfect. Then I can ask you. So, because I always look at the older cats and go, "Man, they got boats. They got this. They got that." And then they were they weren't making the money they were making now twenty years ago. It's a it's, it's a growing process, and being good with your money and and being wise, just like we know what's going on with our pension. What are you gonna ask me? How's your boat? No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's shot out in the backyard. <laughs> it, what I was gonna ask you is, uh, you planned it out. You know, hey, I, I'm 21. I'm making this much, and th- you already know the way the economy works. We always get a raise every five years. We get a dollar raise. I try to plan it out. I, I when I think of that, I think of him. I go, what he has and what he's gone through and what he's doing. I'll be there too. I just—it's just a grinding. It's a long process. I because a twenty-one-year-old ain't gonna be able to buy a house in two years. Well, well, I wasted a lot of that money. I wasted. Yeah. I wasted probably five years of just pure wasting money. <laughs> well, I, yeah, yeah I, no, probably. Sh- truth be told, probably seven years of just blowing money on every toy I could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's all right. You know, we—we we all needed it. We all needed it. Is so that people, growth? That growth. You guys. Wayne started at 26, so he was a bit more mature. Because 21 to 26, you've already made some mistakes. Big gap. Right? And people say, oh, that's only a five-year difference. There's a lot of change going on inside of a, a, especially men's minds from 21 to 26 to 31, you know? But see, it was, um, not to go backwards, but you mentioned how the temperature is in your building and how things are going in regards to, like, uh, people speaking for you and so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to hear that when it's 100% opposite where I'm at. Yeah. Ron Herrera, 396, they move off of what the members want. And that's... their vo- Your voice is so important. Basically, you don't get shunned. You come to the local and you come with a real big problem. They give you the opportunity to stand up, talk that shit. Mm-hmm. Say what you want to say. 
Yeah, they may think you're a little radical if you're talking some nonsense or it only benefits you. But if you have reason, reason gets listened to. And and my business agent, Mark King, right now, and Dave Lopez, they listen to the members. Uh, I know they don't want to sometimes. They're human beings like me. Sometimes I don't want to hear the bullshit come out of people's mouth. But they listen and they react to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You don't get ignored. You don't get shunned. And they don't play the... There is the it, boys club bullshit. It's a on personal you. connection, and I, I, I tried to do that with everybody when I was there. Uh, some sort of personal connection, some sort of you know, I got you. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from. Utilize what they are telling you. Can you relate any of that to what's happened to you during this time? Can I go back and look and say, yeah, I, I can remember being that guy at one point in time. I mean, I can remember calling in sick just for you know no damn good reason. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I get it. Hey, hey, Low blow, low blow. No, no, no. He said, when I was still in there, what I tell you at the convention, and still, and still a 952 steward, it's not when I was in there. <laughs> we got to cut that out like gum in your hair. And you got a round of applause for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> hey, we're all going to get, uh, we're all going to get. Teamster jackets, nine five two, and we're all gonna put future. Just put future. Okay, shop so we don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 no, I I like it, dude. The I, personal I like connections it. need to start. Uh, we need to start getting them back. So what? So compared to the days when you were a shop, we weren't even a shop steward, but you learned from uh, who was the Marty Garcia? Marty Garcia. Marty Garcia was my shop steward. Wow, he's badass. Uh, Marty Garcia had his shit down. Okay, so you yeah. learned, you had, you come from that generation where you've learned and they were the history you told me. What can we do or what has changed? Well, let's just answer this first. What has changed and what can we do to bring it back to those days? Because I, 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 I'm involved and I want every young driver that I, I see, I say what's up to, I want them to be involved too. Even the people that, that are in the middle because I'm, I'm a veteran now. Even the guys are in the middle. They still got to work another 20 years, 15 years. Well, oh, shit, I'm 15 years. Well, another 20, 25 years. What can, what, what can we do, man, to change this and turn this around? Vote. That's, that's your voice. Well, we got to educate them, too. Well, you get their I ear. I want to do Thursdays. You get their ear off of factual triggers. Yes. That's, that's number one. You get their ear off of a factual trigger, something that's going to get them listening. If you're talking about some shit that will not pertain to them, Within the near future, they're not going to listen. Right. So you got to be, you know, give them attributes, factual attributes, real conversation piece of what you know about them as an employee, as a person. Once you give them a compliment, lay in on the triggers, letting them know what they're doing wrong or what they could be doing better and help shape yourself the future for the Teamsters, right, through these younger drivers. Yep. Yeah, that's and that's it. it. The, the younger drivers need to actually, I mean, realize, like I said before, do you, you go to the right person when you have a question. Go to the right people that, that, that can give you the answer. They can go to the older guy. You know, go go look at that. That's what I did when I came in. That's exactly what I did. I, I kind of funneled myself over to these people. I don't know UPS from any other job I've ever had when I walked in here. I had no yeah. clue what this was going to be about. You know, but I... I had just left a job. I had a child. I had another one on the way. Wow. And I'm going to I'm going to walk away from from this 
to go start something new because I I didn't want to do were what you I was lo- doing before. Were, did, were you born local? Like you raised locally? I was born in Burbank, California. Oh, okay. And then moved to La Palma, and then we bought it. We we bought a house in Buena Park. Wow. Started our family, and then. Uh, I thought you lived in Anaheim Mills. Just kind of went up there, and then oh, I do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> UPS has been good. I don't know. I never asked Wayne this story. To I always, I always, we, we would play uh, golf at Anaheim Hills. Yeah. You know, I think I played yeah. there with you yeah. and Weaver. But that's, and, I mean, that's, I, I started from a background of a, uh, you know, I didn't know that. My, my dad worked, it felt like my dad worked 24 7, you know, and then growing up watching him work, I worked with him uh, in his, uh, he used to do aerospace nuts bolts screws fasteners you name it that that was the job that he had and he's a machinist yep and he would bring me in and and uh i would work with him on the weekends sometimes all through the summer so you learned from your bops hard work pays off absolutely heck yeah that's patience patience that's machinist is patience it's it's so technical it's so if you've ever had to count a box of a thousand screws and make sure they all were exactly the same yeah yeah that's that's good luck yeah it's it's a it and that's just I could see how, how I brought myself yeah, up and, and, and how you to, know everything about union stuff, dude. Yeah, it's just you're like the Elon Musk of uh, union. <laughs> this guy, this <laughs> <laughs> I, No, you are. You are. I, you definitely I, are. I, I'm not messing with you. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would like to just be me. That's my that's yeah. my thing. I just you guys are so and, informational. You blew my mind today. You're gonna blow my listeners' mind. Why? It's 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 dude. it's. It's the I, Wayne, I talked to you. I, we're not the same. Hey, yeah. I told I told him before the podcast started. Me and Wayne aren't the same. Wayne's Wayne seen more issues, terminations, promotions, demotions. He's seen so much more. I'm not on his playing field, but I'm getting there. You know, um, I don't ask questions from business agents and other experienced stewards um, for no good reason. I asked to advance myself, right? Taking attributes and having patience. And I was telling Wayne, this guy, I can tell by having a basic conversation with him. We're at work. We're on the phone. He's local 952. I'm 396. We're basically in the same house. This this group he's with, we're the same guys. Yeah, his the same, his okay. patience and telegraphing his punch is epic. It's, it's, it's something you can hold on to. It's just like my business agent. And and these guys can see something before it happens, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily war. Not to say UPS is a horrible place to work for or all management's bad. It's a great company to work for, you know? It's a very good job. There's some good people in there. But you know what? The powers that be way up the ladder are focused on one thing, money. It's all it is is they're focused on money. And if you come in between them and their money – or a group of people do, they're going to get rid of you. So it's not it's not really too hard to figure out, you know, for all the new drivers out there and all the young 22 They act like you're your friend because you're working through your lunch. That's one thing I wanted to bring up, working through your lunch. Let's just talk about this. I've always talked to you. You always took your lunch. You take your breaks. You do. That's what bargaining contract. language. Well, let's just I? Say, I'm going to say this. In Anaheim? We know, I know, people don't take their lunch. Okay, so. It's been like that for years. Now they're required to take their lunch. So who are you helping when you don't take your lunch? You're helping the company. That's it. You're not helping yourself. You think that little 30-minute hit, oh, I get home earlier, I don't take that 30-minute lunch, right? 
you're giving up 30 minutes of overtime. You know People that, right? People think of it as, like, I'm getting home 30 minutes early. Nah, they don't give a shit about getting home 30 minutes earlier. Nobody goes straight home anyways. They'll <laughs> give up their lunch and stand in the parking lot and talk for 45, right? <laughs> Two hours, three hours. You know what? I, I would put it this way. Yeah. If you have enough work on your car and you want to work, and, and that, that work is going to take you to 12 hours, and you don't want to take that lunch, then I'm all on board with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm, I am fully on board with that, mm-hmm. right? I believe that that's your right. That's your right that you wanted to skip your lunch. But when you put it in terms like you just did, working through your lunch, that's a different term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Working through my lunch? No. Nobody works. Well, they would do is they would put in their lunch before mm-hmm. they left the and building. Why didn't they left the building, put wrong. their lunch in? Wrong. Or they, or they put it in on their way back. Or put it in and, right? they, and they don't, it's in That's there. determination. That's wrong. That's manipulating the time clock. That is you get in an accident, yep. you're punched out on that, lunch. That's completely wrong. What are you going to do? That's completely wrong to do. Come on. Dude, Steve, I've sat I've, out there. I, I see I, it. I hear the stories. I, I have sat out there. You want to mandate this lunch? Great. I'm working, working, working. I've taken, I've taken my 215s. I've taken my 10. Can you put I, them together? You can combine. You can combine your. You can 15s. combine. You can combine your two fifteens. But listen you to this, right? You can combine your fifteen with your lunch. But okay. You gotta earn. You gotta understand one thing: the way the contract explains it, and Wayne will tell you this too. Your first fifteen is earned between the first and third hour. Your lunch is earned between the fourth and sixth. Your last break is earned between the sixth and eighth hour. So if a guy tries to be smart and take two breaks at two o'clock to constitute for his lunch, he didn't earn that second break. He's manipulating the time clock. But he's taking it. Oh yeah, he didn't I earn agree. it. He didn't earn it. He didn't. He didn't earn it. He didn't earn but it. But he yeah. earned it before it was going to get earned. As long as no. he works the hours, though, he has it. Yeah, but it, yeah. the way our management's looking at it, right? You try to take two fifteens instead of a lunch before you earn that. You're second manipulating break, the clock. You're manipulating. Oh. They're, they're, they're writing you up straight up. They're I writing get you it. up. You're I not get getting it. away from it because this is the way people that, put their lunch and their breaks. Well, they, they, there's. And we've been doing that for years. The company is not going to play games with these lawsuits for very much longer. They don't want. They don't want lunch. you. They don't want you messing with your breaks. That's so. It, then you would take you would take your break your when the machine tells you take your break. Take your break. Not when it no, tells you. No. I just told. I just gave no, you the layout. The, it's telling you. It's telling you just qualified. But it's qualified. Yeah. It doesn't tell you to take a break. No. You're qualified. And you should still have that. You should still have the opportunity while you're out there because that lawsuit that originally started, actually. Uh, transportation guys aren't regulated between the fourth and fifth hour on the lunch that's inside employees yeah. right mm-hmm. so we're not regulated to that time but it's still something that is offered to you and it's something that you should take if you could put the put that lunch in I'll, I'll put my lunch in at the end of the day on road what does the contract say the contract article 20 states in between the fourth and sixth on the lunch fourth and sixth, but we've won that decision on that is only inside employees yeah that is true the i try to stick to the contract the only, right, <laughs> it, it, no wow yeah. no, it, 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 i try to because so you can take it i'm a target he's got it he's got it nice well, after for, for years yeah for years it was it was not an issue to punch out for lunch right right you look at how much more work each and every single driver is doing these days yes how are you going to tell anybody at what point in time you need to take that break? You just can't. You're not with. You're not with me. The customer times. The the, the people who close between twelve and one. If if everybody's going to say let's have it between twelve and one since I can't deliver, then everybody should stop and take it between twelve and one. I'm fat. I gotta eat, dude. I I can't go all day. <laughs> so I, we don't have to I'm take a, a lunch. I'm fluffy, you, dude. I, I gotta eat. <laughs> no, but I I'm not saying I'm not saying it's it's it's. It's something that that you apply to everybody, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's it's there. An option. Right? You guys and, never. And Terry, Terry is right. When when you're when you're 
going through your day and you want to get home early, what I get you want to get home early, but mm -hmm. earning what you do out there is, is totally different when you're doing, just like you said, driving in on your lunch, you, you are giving them that time back. You're giving it all back to them. Mm -hmm. Even though the, the half hour comes out of your day, you end up being out on the road for 12 and a half hours, but you only get paid for 12, right? Because you put the lunch in there. Mm -hmm. So my, my point has always been, what would be the difference if I took it at the end of my day while I was sitting out on road? Or if I took it between the hours that, that they want me to take it? Mm. My wife makes killer dinner, so I don't make it at the end. I don't take my lunch at the end of the day. I won't eat. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, I, I don't eat. I don't, I don't you know what I do? That. I go on my phone. I look at I look at stuff. I look yeah. stuff up. You know, I... I, I I might I might call Phil. Listen to the Raider State podcast. You know, yeah, I, I might listen to a podcast <laughs> yeah, here Phil, and there. Phil's, right? Phil's badass. I, I I have to take my lunch because in our building, I don't know if it was the same in Anaheim. Lunch check exception. Uh -huh. The fourth and sixth. If you took it one minute inside or outside that scope, it was a write up the next day. And this was years ago. They went laxed on it about five years ago. Back got off the throttle and everybody just went berserk. But ever since that lunch check exception and i didn't want to get write-ups i always took my lunch always yeah. i i got into that habit the eating habit the taking my time regrouping it was like a pause point out of the day i think i think that helps with a lot of things you got food in your system your brain's not somewhere else right you're energized less chance for accident less chance for injury and, and it's just it's that time we need to regroup during the day. The rest of the world's getting lunches. Come on, guys. Think about it. We're union employees, right? You got companies that are not union, right? Obviously, they're not getting paid what we get paid. But when it's time to go to lunch, they go to lunch, right? When like it's time school. to go home, like they go school. home, right. right? We're still out there knocking on doors 7 o'clock at night, uh -huh. right? People are getting ready for bed. They're playing with their kids. Why would we sacrifice everything when we got one of the most time-consuming, life-consuming jobs out there. Right. Why would we give something else back? Start thinking about you, right? It's in the contract for a reason, right? It's in the contract for a reason. If this next contract comes up and they just want to full-on delete the language, I'm all for it. But I will still be that guy who takes that reset during the day because I'm giving up everything else. That's my time. Maybe I need to reach out and call my wife. Maybe I need to call anybody. We Slow can't even go down. to the bank. We can't even do the simplest yeah. things right. that the rest of the country can do during the day, during work hours. We got to take a day off to go get a loan. We got to take a day off for the simplest things that everybody, oh, on my way home, I'll stop at the bank and do this. Mm -hmm. You know? We, we don't can't get a chance do, to do that. that. We can't do when any of that. we get off, everything's yeah. closed. What thing is open is the bars. I think mandating a time that you have to take it is wrong. That's okay. That's my thing. I, you don't don't tell me when I need to take my lunch. Right. That it, and, it, and if I could, if I want to put that lunch in, I mean, let's say you're out there working and and you decide to take your lunch, and then what you've done is you've extended your day another half an hour. Correct. You've, you now I got to work an extra half an hour today. I understand the getting home early, but what if something happens or occurs in between that where now you've got to really get home? So the opportunity, so I'm saying the opportunity for you to be this able to say, you know what, I, I, I couldn't take my lunch today. Something came up. I did finish my route. I finished everything I was supposed to do. I finished all my, all my, <laughs> I'll call them chores in the truck. 
and, and I had to get home, right? Should I not be given that opportunity to be able to make that decision? In a job that is totally pressed on time. I, I see your point, and I kind of... But then they're going to expect that from you every day. You're convincing me, and I agree Maybe. with you. No, they're not expecting me. They might hold it against if, you. If, if, you could if, do that because if I something's know coming up in my fired. life every single day, this might be the incorrect I, job for me at this time. I tell people they, right. they can't get a lunch. I say, opt in 9-5. Let's take 20 stops off that truck so this guy can take a lunch. Yeah, there you go. I'm a little too hardcore. There you go. But I he's convincing me the other side right now. I don't, want to, I don't want to. I don't want. I know. I know drivers He's, that. I'm, I'm, that, I'm, I'm uh, absorbing that his, his ideas. If guys, again, and it all comes back down to if you're doing your job, if you're doing your job, and you're not doing some of the things that we just talked about, sitting around, sitting underneath the tree, doing nothing, but you didn't put yourself out for lunch, mm. the company has, I, in my mind, the company has every right to come after you and say, "Hey, what the hell?" All right, because you're you're doing that yourself. You are putting. I don't think anybody's sitting under a tree. The, the routes that I see now, they're they're busy. We all are busy, but how much time is wasted that you could have put that into a lunch? And you're gonna have to be able to prove that yeah. someday, right? You're gonna, so now, someday yeah, that's gonna come up. Or you so now that's a that. big thing at our at our local. It's not over yours. It's it's lunch. You got to punch punch in a that, lunch. That that is that is a big thing at our local. Everybody's taking a lunch in between their fourth and sixth. It was about a three week battle. Um, they wrote everybody up. People started getting write-ups up to Ying Yang. For not taking lunch? For not taking their yeah. lunch. Yeah. And uh, it all changed. Everybody's like, cool. You know what happened? The guys who were opted in 9-5, now they got work coming off their truck. Yeah. Now we got more base cars in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like I said again, it's not doing any favors except for the one to the company. And I'm one of guys- guilty. I'm, be- I, I'm, I'm guilty of... Uh- yeah, you're Not guilty of breaking every goddamn rule, Steve. <laughs> you guys got any – I wanted to know, you guys have any questions that the young drivers ask you guys? Like, the, what's upcoming, what's going on? I'm going to tell the young drivers out there, if any of them are listening, the layoff is coming. All right? It, uh, it hit La Mirada last week. 22 fours are being laying off, laid off. They've uh, laid off cover drivers. Be ready, be prepared. Don't take any more R days. If they want you to work six days, if they're asking you anything of a sort, make the money while you can. The layoff is here, and it's coming, right? Building by building, you will see that. Is um, that because of the war and everything, the economy? Hell no. No. That has to do with people actually um, absorbing the, the fact that everything's open again. Internet delivery is down. People want to go to brick-and-mortar stores and do the normal things and get out of the house. COVID is basically dead. COVID's dying. So the hype of all these people being hired is going away. We're getting back to the meat and potatoes of just what we need. Back to where you got to be a cover driver for 10 years. No, back to the fact that the company's only going to run what they need. Running fat in order to sustain the pressures of COVID and what it did, it's going away, so... Just some food for thought. That's what's going on at my local. What's going on with you guys? Well, I know we've seen uh, they're not use, utilizing the 224s on Mondays like they used to, but, I mean, the, the workload was there. I think our workload will start to will start to peak back up again once summer hits. I mean, there's the opportunity for those guys to come back, guys taking their vacations, things like that. Yeah. That'll bring them back. Um, I haven't seen I, – I would, I would probably have to ask Phil, but, you know, we would we would know it. Uh, people even being laid off at this point 
other than them not be, being brought in on Mondays, which is something that we were fighting them tooth and nail. You know, yeah, we got full blown um, talks over layoffs right now. Um, I've been notifying all and the that's one drivers. building. No, La Mirada, Cerritos, Olympic did it. They're laying them off, but they're running slim pickings. What we're trying to do is hold the company's feet to the fire, and this should be done in your local, too. All the 22 fours, right? Uh They got hired as four hours in the hub, four hours driving. That was the original intent. That's the original intent. We want to hold them to the the original intent. Don't take away their wage. Let's do four and four. Let's talk about the the decrease in wage. We didn't talk about that. What What happened in Ontario? Or did it happen everywhere else, too, where – during the pandemic, they were hiring uh, building workers or in the hub workers at eighteen dollars an hour, and they just decreased their wages. You got? Didn't you just go to that protest? Yeah, that 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 was a, a IE thing. Okay. Local sixty three. Okay, it was just one local, wasn't it? Uh, it probably was more than that. Okay. I don't know the whole facts on it. I went to the protest. These people were hired under a pretense that 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 was the start hour, right? If you look at it, it's almost false advertisement because that's what Amazon is hiring their employees at. <laughs> you know what I mean? So people balance the scales. Am I going to go to UPS and get a pension and health care, right, mm-hmm. and work for Brown? Or am I going to go walk over to Amazon and get time off task and all these other stipulations at Amazon and pretty much work in a, a packaged sweatshop for the same wage? Mm-hmm. So they chose UPS Unfortunately, UPS snatched that away because the volumes dropped. We don't need the heroes anymore. We just need UPSers, right? The guys who got hired during that were all heroes, essential workers during the pandemic, right? Were they Teamsters, though? Yeah. Well, since since it's all going down, there's been an uproar. Um, They're doing some, some things to try to soften the blow of them stripping the people of the money. If you have perfect attendance, they're often a $75 per week bonus. For everybody who has perfect attendance, mm. right? There's certain little things they're doing to suffice that, but it ain't enough, dude. The, the company could afford to pay everybody what, what they're supposed to pay them. They could afford it, but I don't know for how long. I, I don't. I don't know. As our rates go up, our wages aren't going up. Well, we get a raise every year, and they raise their rates every no, year. No, I'm, I'm talking about our, our. We get a raise every year, but the company raises their rates no matter what. No matter what, right? So their profits have been going up. Remember the days when we were making, shit, 2009, we were only making $3 billion profit in a quarter. That's still good money. 2003? No, 2008. 2008. $3 billion $3 per quarter. Now we're at $14 billion per quarter. That was 16. 10.8 uh, the profit. So what do you what, what are quarter. we supposed to, yeah what are we supposed to do I think they should have cooked, kicked this down with some bonus checks dude for working through the pandemic oh, they dude. can't they just bought all those new diets <laughs> what the ones you can watch YouTube in and Pornhub ah <laughs> uh, dude that <laughs> I, I somebody told me that and I said oh god I saw the post a, on that you can watch bad. you can watch YouTube yeah. videos and Pornhub on I, it. I I seriously all the members out there don't do it. <laughs> Does it really have the that's, internet? Yeah, on it? dude, it's got Who's a phone. That? It. That, and it's a phone. No, no, no. That's like going into your boss's office, and and he holds your job over your head, and you start going on and chatting to to just about anybody. Well, out what there. do you think is gonna happen to the young drivers? That's all they're used to grabbing they're, their mom's phones they're, they're when they're young. Telling all you now, don't use it. For but that. you can. 
You have a phone. I've Use seen your posts. Own. I've seen videos already. Use your own phone. Don't 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 do it. Do it. Don't well, do why it. would they give it to don't us? Do it. I, I don't know. That's like giving a, a, a sixteen-year-old a, a full-blown Mustang a VA auto, <laughs> you know, twin turbo. I I I I don't know. I. You have a phone. You have you have the ability to break. I mean, what do you, the, the company got to come back and say? Hey, we sent you a text on here. We want you to we want you to FaceTime on us now. Cameras. Well, since you won't use your phone to talk to me, here here's a here's here's a, a, a device that now you can FaceTime with me. What's that turn into? Uh, well, since you're on here, I'm giving you a warning letter for. Uh, and I've 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 chimed in your steward, who's out here on the route, and here's this. I mean. It, 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 how do you guys get warning letters sent to your house? I just don't get yeah, that. Yeah, talk about that's, that one. That's the number one thing I hate. We have it mailed out. You're involving my personal life and work discipline. Ah, it's just been something Certified. That's been in, our, in our... Yeah, we don't do that. God, that surprised me. Hey, so this diet does all kinds of cool stuff. Hey, did you guys end up getting cameras in your package cars? Oh, yeah. Really? They're still there. They work? Uh, they, uh, they only work one way. How many cars have them? All of them. Huh? All of them except the rentals. All of them have it? Uh huh. We don't have not one. You don't have any cameras? Not one has a camera in it. Huh. It's unusual. Yeah. Because I know uh, um, our, our locals said they were going to fight like mad to have them out, but uh, that was back in July. Yeah, last we don't year. have one. Huh. Cease and desist. Oh, man. You guys got it made. I don't even notice the camera. Does your car have one? Uh huh. Every time a little red light goes off, I just look up and I say, that's bullshit. And I keep doing my job. There's no camera facing at you? No. Well, there probably is a camera facing at me, but I believe UPS does not have the rights to see it. So if you're on route and you decide to cover it with a corner of an info notice, you're in trouble? No, I, I, would, I would imagine so because that's... What part of destruction of uh, company property, right? I take it off after your route's over. Yeah, but especially being a union, like you know, say you're. I. I this is what this is what I, I have a problem. I would suggest doing that. Say, say you have, say, I have, I'm protected by federal law as a steward mm -hmm. of of spying and confidentiality of union business. Okay. You put a camera in a steward's car, okay. right? Right. That leaves them open to have the ability to spy on union business, correct? Especially if you're parked well, on the phone with a member, a biz, you know, a business agent, the local, and, and you're and you're worried about these things. It's like, it's like the stewards having the ability to put a camera inside the office of management. Well, it's not true. a fair field. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I'm I, just saying. I'm I, just saying. You you have a you yeah. you you get back in the driver's seat. Right. I know it's coming. Right. You get back in the driver's seat. How would you feel? If you knew they can listen to those detrimental conversations that you have, I'm talking about. Oh, I think that would be a violation of my rights immediately. I did the ability to do whatever I wanted at that point would be open to me. I'm right? just saying because them listening. Right. It's it. So that gives you the like right you, to go in and unplug like everything. You have, you have the right to walk in, in in public and video somebody. You don't have the right to use that video to disparage them or use it against them in anything. Right. But the, the right to have that camera in your hand is there. I mean, if you decide to go post it on Facebook or you make any monetary things or this causes them anything else besides that, then you're in big trouble. We're talking on a public right? field. If we talk, yeah, if we're talking about the cameras, yeah. the cameras are basically facing out, right? They're facing out for traffic. They're to alert 
But there's another thing that's they're to alert. Yeah, they're to alert the company that there there might have been an issue, right? That there might have been something here for them to, to, to talk to us about. OK, it's it's ridiculous because we are. The union is if you're on car with me, then then that's what you see. That's what you're getting. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're not on car with me, you have to understand that I'm just doing my job out here. You can't use that technology against me. You can't use this against me. You can't use any of this against me. You can come give me information. You can come tell me. Right? You could talk to me about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but they won't, man. They just. I know what he's saying. I know what you're saying. I mean, when, when the you're cameras, talking, when you guys. When you the cameras guys, came out, that was, yes, absolutely. We we all felt it's an invasion of my privacy. It, it truly is. I don't want you to know I pick my nose. I, who cares? You know. I don't know what it is. Have you guys had an every, issue every with the cameras? Being, Anybody brought it up in the office or any information? Uh, I know they've brought them in and they show them one side. The other side is the camera that's facing the driver and it's blank. All right. That, and I've asked the question numerous times. They say they don't have the rights to that. You're absolutely right. You don't have the rights to that. You don't have the rights to look at me. There's no sound. There's no sound whatsoever. Going out, is there a sound? No sound. There's no sound in these videos. They I've probably, asked. What if they muted it? Here? The only time you can record something for yourself is if you push that push that button. Oh, you can't push the button. So you can push the button and it'll start Say, recording what's going on. Yeah, it'll start recording what's out in front of you. From what I, from what I've gathered that this camera does, is it is it points out forward and it has it it has the ability to follow your cheeks and your eyes. So if I have glasses on or I have sunglasses on, obviously you can't see my eyes, but it can tell my head movement. It could tell where my head's going at the time. So They're a lot doing of times, some type of study on us. It, it will pop up distraction. You'll hear a distraction on the camera. Okay, what was happening during that time? But what the camera does is it rolls back, I think, a seven to eight second video for itself. So that way, somebody on the other end, whoever they are, that sits and watches these things, that is is part of the safety outside of UPS, can alert UPS to say, hey this this occurred at at this time now whether or not they think that ups needs to see it is their decision no oh, whether they party. send it to ups or not so sometimes you'll hear distracted right and it'll just come up but our car number whatever had a distraction well it wasn't anything that was important like level one right yeah it could be could be whatever that level is but i've seen a couple of the videos it would say something as uh, like they didn't stop, like they didn't come to a complete stop. So it rolls back to show and they bring the driver in and they say, hey, look, here's, here's what happened. You didn't come to a complete stop. Now, why did you, you know, they may ask you, why did you, you know, why did you stop or what was going on or, you know, whatever else. And, and you could, doesn't say there was a distraction. It just says that you didn't come to a complete stop. We would just like you to come to a complete stop each and every day. Stop at a stoplight. Stop at a stop sign and continue to go. And that's where most of what I've seen has ended. Wow. And, um, that must be a good driver then. But there was no camera on the driver. And I believe that the reason they don't have those rights right now is because of where you guys they, are at. Where but they the probably had him doing said, something. Nope, you're out. You, what, if they, what if they do have it? They're not saying about it. And they called in him to just scare him, saying, hey, you didn't stop. But in reality, you were doing something that we have your camera on, but we can't show it because of the law, and it's, it's dark. You're That's talking what. about a bunch of what-ifs. You know, right. I, I get it, but we can't, we can't base anything off of what-ifs.
you got to show us before you no i th- you know think about it, it. there's got to be a ton of changes if i tell anything to the new guys if you if you know how many i've been through or terry's been through or even you've been through steve mm-hmm. the changes that are coming they're going to be even more technology based they're going to be even more imperfections and how they roll out that technology and whatever else they do you're going to have to try to try to live with what you have and do the best of your capabilities to perform under that what happens outside of that discipline wise whatever else you want your representation in there to to tell them no Mm -hmm. right and then you want your local leaders to go out and enforce whatever rules or changes or anything else that need to happen because of that. Yep. And that's, that's where it's at. You can't just flip a switch and say, well, we're going to say that's wrong. Well, is it contractually? Do we need to change that language? Do we need to go back and find out something different? Okay. Let's sit down at the table and discuss this before we move on. And that's usually what happens. I mean, we've had what? Six dyads. We got, you got the new dyad. No. We got drivers on our center at the new dyad. Yeah, I've seen them. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't the size of my phone. Um, that was Seems like it got bigger and longer. <laughs> that might have that taken me out. That would have been it. I, I, you know, <laughs> the older I get, the less I can see. <laughs> what do you got going on? Well, that was just some stuff. I already talked about them. So, yeah, we're, are, are we good here? Yeah. Everybody I, got I, the end I, again? I, I wish. I, I hope they got it. I mean. I wish I could have stored up more questions, but since we have that Teamster Thursday, yeah, yeah, we got to do something like that. Week, it's like I asked these guys from Tuesday. I said, "Hey, you guys got anything you're worried about or anything on your mind?" It was more personal. No, no roundabout, full questions. You know, I think most of everybody should understand that. Look, we are we're all Teamsters. We're all one. Okay, we all want the best for each and every one of us. Yes, the sir. people that you have in place, if you have the right people there, the benefits are going to continue to come to you. We've done a lot of things over the past couple of years, you know, working working together with this guy for, for a week and a half and talking to him on the phone. He's it, It's fun to talk to him because getting to know people and Likewise. getting to know what's going on outside of your little bubble that you have at work is is huge and getting with the right people and talking to them, we, we build something bigger. We continue to build something bigger. Yeah, man, it, it, it's amazing to get both locals together and and discuss things because, I, like I said, I've known him for many years and I've heard his side and I've always – I've known you for years and I've heard your side. And, and you're right, man. We, we all, we're all in this together. I said this on the podcast before. We're all one. We gotta, we gotta get ready, man. There's, we got some tough times. There's always been tough times, but this is gonna be a tough time, and it's important that the young drivers learn and understand and and get involved, man. Get out there, and I'm gonna be working on some things. I'm gonna be talking to some people, and hopefully we can bring back a, a Teamster Thursday, Teamster Monday, or whatever we can do. It doesn't have to be the local. Doesn't have to be the representation. It just could be that's the union in member. place. It's it's a union member. Gather up, start with 10 guys, yeah. start with 15 guys, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to tell you something, and Wayne knows this for a fact. You talk to five, it'll turn to 20 real quick. Yeah. What is he saying? What are they talking about? It's something I need to know. I need to be in the know. People will walk up. And I don't tell management what time I'm going to be a team, do a Teamster Thursday. We won't. 
You know what they like about Teamster Thursdays? That's the biggest PCMs they get all week. Yeah. <laughs> Are we required you know? to go to the PCM? <laughs> I don't well, no. know. Actually, that is true. <laughs> you know, it's funny because over the years, uh, when I would ask, like, can I, can I have like five minutes of your PCM or can I have whatever? Our PCM was spread out. It looked like about a mile and a half yeah. of guys, right? And the supervisor or manager would be talking, giving their stuff, and they'd mm -hmm. say, okay, uh, I, got what, I got your representative, Wayne Addison, over here. He wants to say something to you. And how fast that group goes from a mile and a half to like, like a square inch you know and it's like it's it is it's a beautiful thing to have members that that want to hear and listen and and they 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 want to be like focused on what's happening yeah they want more knowledge and then it like i say it builds and builds and builds and that's what solidarity started out as solidarity started out as members informing members and let's continue to inform them earn earn their trust, educate them, uh, you know, show them factual information that, that they really need to know to wake up that what's coming down the pipe, what's happening, what is going on and what is going to affect your life down the road. Have their, and have their back for God's sakes. Yeah. You know, and, and, and solidarity slate 952. It's yeah. there. It's the, all yeah, the media is out there. And the cool, the cool part about my teamster Thursday, I was going to tell you, Local 396, I love these guys, all of them, even the opposition that ran against us before we got the white ballots. They're, they're all involved people. But 396, when I went real hard and, and, and COVID kicked off and they tried to keep us all separate and out of the know, my union freaking uh, signed me a bullhorn, big old 396 on the side of it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Here you go. Put it in your locker, you know? Yeah. And that's how I, I get the message across. And I'm talking with a bullhorn, not an exaggeration. I could talk to 200 drivers at once. Sure. It's Dang, you should have video of that. I didn't know you did that. Ron Herrera came to our, 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 our house when we had some issues, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has a boiling point. 396 had a boiling point last year. They were sick and tired of a couple of things that were going on. They showed up with every business agent we had. They showed up with the... Uh, our president, Jay Phillips, they showed up with Andy Marshall. They showed up with everybody, even our media marketing guy, Adan. Um, some some L.A. Fed people showed up. We shook that house up. Right on. You know, Ron got on that bullhorn, and he had everybody feeling like the baddest teamsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when you're saying that, I'm danger I'm thinking of it. He had, you know, like, him and smokes. Jay, they both got on that bullhorn. I went up to my locker, got that bullhorn. Ron, I handed him the bullhorn. Thanks, mijo. Boom. Got on that thing. <laughs> and everybody was like, dude, this guy, he has he has a gift of uh, of the gab, you know, to mm -hmm. to motivate workforces. That's yep. That was a proud teamster moment. If that ain't never happened to you, when you guys get behind the wheel, let it happen. You know. I think it's gonna. It's gonna come a time and point where we're gonna have to do that, and it's gonna be very soon. It's definitely gonna be oh, yeah. before this uh, new contract. We got to do something, man. We got a lot of good members. We got a lot of people, just the young kids that are coming in. It's a new generation, and we got to get them informed. You got anything else to say, man? We're at two hours, dude. Yeah, oh, I are. know. It's it, it, like I said. It <laughs> it has been a blast. I love. We'll be I back, like this, man. We'll I like be this, back. I like this type of media. Um, there's more out there. Members start getting educated. Start getting involved. And when, start start yeah. with start with the people who know. Start with the people that that you could talk to. 
start with the the, the media that's out there that I've given you a couple of websites go on there and and educate yourself educate yourself on what's getting what's happening you have any questions post it on the Raider and the Saint Instagram yes put it in the comment section I'll respond to you Wayne will respond to you if you have some shit to talk, put it there. I will respond to you. Wayne will respond to you. <laughs> or you have something good to say, put it there. Um, Absolutely. I'll have my eye on it. Um, I don't care how stupid you think the question may be. Just just put it up there or whatever you think about it. We'll respond. I think we're in that moment where we're, we're starting to we're starting to wake them up. We're starting to get in that new transition with uh, young drivers and stuff and that's why i'm honored to have you guys on this podcast because i want to be part of it i'm a teamster i'm a union member die hard pension and everything we get and just a commodity and, and backing up and knowing the contract and just it's a it's a whole new world if you're not a, a teamster or a union member and it's amazing to be a part of this and i'm excited for what the future holds and i'm honored to have you guys on the show once again, we'll get you guys back soon. Shout thank out you. to thank yeah, you, Wayne. yeah, thank you guys. Same to you, thank Terry. you, Steve. Thank you, yeah, Steve. thank you guys. Appreciate you. Hey, man, it's a good one. Hey, this was a really good podcast. I'm happy you guys are here. Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to every episode of the Rainer the Saint podcast. Thank you so much, man. This has been a treat. I, I, this is one of my best podcasts ever. I love you guys. I'll see you get guys next week. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs>